This is Weird Quill. I'm Mike. He's Manny. I am. We're doing uh, Batman Returns this week um, with guest Kenny Madison. Uh, for the for for folks that are listening to this, uh, Manny just nodded into the microphone. Yeah. Whenever he was introduced, which for uh, something that is a podcast. It's just a great call. This just is how we do things call. around here. Yeah. As we establish, Manny is a new podcaster and he's a man of action. I am a man of action. <laughs> Stay close to that microphone. I, I simply reached over now. to grab All a right. drink. It's the 35th anniversary of this movie, Batman Returns. It came out in 1992. I'm excited to talk about it. Guys, have I told you about my parents? I mean, I know them, but go ahead and tell okay, us. Okay, they took me to see this movie when I was a kid, but that's not what I want to talk about. Okay. My parents and I had a very strained relationship because I was the number one son. <laughs> <laughs> but they treated me like number two. <laughs> a classic Batman line yes. from a adapted from Detective Comics number one, of course, by, mm. <laughs> by Bill Finger. No, he did not write that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do the podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas in July and or August. Can I just say just right off the bat, when this movie came out, I don't know, it was what, seven, eight years old and very impressionable. I, I liked, obviously, Batman 89 when I was a kid, but this movie blew me away. Uh, and my parents were with me at the movie and they were just confused maybe a little angry. They're like, what, what is this? And I was like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. And researching this movie, I find that that is kind of a common story. Like a lot of people were just confused by this movie. Actually, little, little children were scared and angered yeah. to the point that McDonald's had to cancel their Happy Meal, their Batman Returns Happy Meal, because conservative parents mm -hmm. were protesting against it that why, why would a family-friendly corporation like McDonald's promote such a violent and scary movie to kids. So this is a wild one. Yeah. This is a wild one. Can I just say right off the bat, man, <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What? Uh, tell me your opinion, Manny. So I, I actually enjoy this movie. So mm -hmm. you're not going to get the negative side of me on this one. I actually okay. did enjoy the movie. Um, it's a mixed bag, but it's a mixed bag that's in that's just fun. Um, and being someone who loves Tim Burton films, it it the first thirty minutes is just a Tim Burton, you know, wallop of like a fun that he gives it. Even though it's like dark themes, it's Tim Burton, and it's just an enjoy. Like had, at that point, I already loved Beetlejuice. I already loved Edward Scissorhands. This felt like the intro to Edward Scissorhands. Uh, yeah, I mean. Penguin is basically Edward Scissorhands, but, yeah. you know, with a lot more black bile just coming out of his mouth <laughs> at, at all times. A little I, more irredeemable. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a it, it's a Tim Burton movie through and through that also just happens to have Batman, which is so it's so wild. This movie just would not exist the way that it does because it is so much. Of a piece from a filmmaker's point of view, right. it is so influenced that, and then you couple that with just how freaking weird that Tim Burton was a mainstream filmmaker. I guess he's still that hasn't stopped. He he still is a mainstream right. filmmaker, yeah. but him coming out from the background that he did and having the point of view that he did, which was so. W weird. You can say weird on this I can't show. say weird? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I should say yes. This is weird cool. You can say the word weird. We are the podcast about the weirdest sequels, prequels, spinoffs, and reboots ever made. We're right in the middle of our superhero summer series covering the weirdest superhero movies of all time. Mm -hmm. well, just three of them. Anyway, our guest is Kenny Madison from uh, Lasso Cast. Just a lovely, funny, delightful dude. Thank you, Kenny, for being here. Continue. I cut you off. Oh, I am. <laughs> I am so pleased to be here. I'm so pleased to talk 
Batman Returns. It's been a hot minute since I've seen this movie. Okay. Uh, and it's, oh gosh, I just, I, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes it. <laughs> it's so, it's just, it's so, the movie on its own terms, I think it's, it's, it's good. And then with just, you, you put this in comparison to where superhero movies are at right now right. in this moment in time. And it is just so refreshing about how idiosyncratic the darn thing mm-hmm. is. It's so weird. That's, it's so weird. It really is. That's exactly how I felt. You talked about, well, both of you mm-hmm. are like, this is a Burton movie through and through. And I feel like when people talk about this movie, that's the story, right? It's like, oh, it's not a Batman movie. It's 100% a Tim Burton movie because his first Batman movie in 89 made like made so much money, such an unprecedented financial success that Warner Brothers was like, Burton, come back. Do it again. You can do what you can't do whatever you want, but we'll we'll <laughs> we'll tighten we'll loosen the reins and we won't be on you as much. And you can do your own thing and Batman returns is what you get, right? And yeah. that that's partly true. I think Burton did easily negotiate way more creative control with this movie than Batman 89. Like obviously there are some similarities, but it's totally way different. Very different. And there's much less studio interference on this movie. Um, and the visual language and aesthetic is obviously just seems to have sprung from Burton's gothic imagination and mm-hmm. and his major influences, right? German expressionism. Oh, is Tim Burton influenced by German expressionism? I <laughs> would had, you, would I had you, no there's, idea. There's glimpses of it. <laughs> and Hammer horror movies. Like, it looks like all that shit, right? Right. And he did this, like, right after um, Edward Scissorhands. So he's like, man, I, yeah. I'm in my lane now. I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, the the visuals, maybe the, the vibe of the movie is totally Burton. But it's, it's, just, it's also this very eccentric blend of Burton and this great satirical script by Daniel Waters, the writer of Heather's. Yes. And yes. Also in the mix is Warner Brothers. Yes. So you have this like trio of voices um, working on this movie, which turns it into this really just gothic political satire via like MTV quips and like the studio trying to sell this to kids. So it's like <laughs> the tone is so weird, but then Water script is all like full of all this great like political satire that seems really relevant today and uh, all this like sexually charged chemistry and a lot of like really gross sexual innuendos from the penguin. Was there some? Uh, A few. Yeah. 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 It's just like such an odd, bizarre, wonderful movie. Like I know DC now, the DCEU, which is just a shit show. um, They're like, oh, we don't do stuff like like the MCU does, we allow our movies to have the stamp of the filmmaker and the author. No. Compared to this, yeah. what we're getting now is just totally sanitized stuff from, from DC. This was, this was like Burton and Waters just doing their own thing. And in the studio saying, hey, you got to write a third act when Penguin kidnaps kids or something. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I, my... My parents, I, I grew up in Northeast Oklahoma, which is uh, a sh- shocking surprise, uh, fairly conservative. But my parents were not the kinds of parents who were going, you you can't watch this witchcraft. They are very, very, just you know, watch whatever you want. Yeah. You, you know, mm-hmm. except for Batman Returns. What? Really? Yes. Really? So they bought into the narrative that this is a scary, evil movie. Uh, yeah, well, I specifically remember my mom going, they steal children in the end. And my, Spoiler alert, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what else can I spoil? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying as far as your parents. Batman so. is in this movie, kind of. Batman <laughs> is it 17 minutes in. 17 minutes yeah. is whenever Michael Keaton first speaks. It is thrilling. It is exciting. Yeah. I wish more movies were so brave as to make their superheroes <laughs> do even less. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's so wonderful just how uninterested Tim Burton just seems to be. (laughs) In actually making a Batman movie. Yeah. Which it's, it it speaks more to just, he's got 
other things that he's interested in and sure that might not make the best Batman movie, but just in terms of just populist filmmaking is so much more Mm -hmm. interesting whenever a filmmaker has a strong take like this. Well, and it, it feels a film from a director's perspective and writer's perspective, as opposed to what you're mentioning now with DC, which is like merchandise first, let's fit in a story around this and try to figure out how this sells. Which is what the franchise became after this. this. Very, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, you go to from Tim Burton to Schumacher. Yeah, and Schumacher wasn't necessarily a bad guy, but at that point, he was more of a journeyman director. And they're like, hey, we need to make this toyetic and move away from the author's stamp that Burton put on it and make it for kids. Because this thing grossed, Batman 89 obviously was like like a mega hit, right? Yes. Like, um Everybody, my mom had a Batman Mm t-shirt, you know, and she was a George Strait fan. So (laughs) work that math out in your head. But uh, (laughs) that that movie was huge. And then Mm -hmm. two years later, this movie comes along and it makes a hundred million less domestically. Right. And the other one, because of all this weird uh, word of mouth that it's just not the same. It's just, uh, it might scare kids. It was PG-13, I think, also. Yeah, I think it was PG-13. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the big things was just all the uh, the sexual innuendos and sexy Catwoman. Mm-hmm. This movie is definitely hornier than The Eternals. Yes. Uh, <laughs> big time. It's very horny. Uh, it's really horny. And I don't know if you guys know this, but it's... It's very horny. You yeah, know, they, was, they, I think they play on the cat thing a bit. Yeah, in the movie, throughout. You know, it was horny. It was kind of subtle. Yeah, a little subtle. <laughs> you know, it was horny in this movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everyone, Everybody. Here's the thing. Everyone is super horny in this movie. <laughs> I get horny watching it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Let's give her her props. Here. I mean, to be fair, the early '90s Warner Brothers logo. As soon as I see that, I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> what is happening? I'm, I'm getting a little hot under the collar just thinking about it. <laughs> you know, I'd forgotten. Like that usually happens to me when I watch these Batman movies with the Batman logo mm. because the Batman logo shows up usually at the beginning at the title credits and then there's some kind of great computer animation like in Batman 89 right. in the opening where we're like inside the Bat logo and going through it like it's a cavern mm-hmm. but this time we're just in the sores it's thrilling following oh, yeah. the pink the the penguin uh, it's so death a- carriage <laughs> <Yes>. death ba- <laughs> let's throw this baby away like Moses and uh and the opening it's clear. It, it, this is one of the weird things about this movie. It's clear that Burton is very much interested in the Penguin. The, the Penguin is a Batman villain, obviously, from the comics and the 66 show. Right. But this version of the Penguin, it was totally Burton's creation. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Waters wrote the script, but um, Burton was like, we're going to make him like a sore monster. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to have flippers yes. and he's going to be grotesque because. Uh, and they nailed it. And they nailed it because, you know, Burden obviously identifies with the other and and th- largely it's a theme that he's returned to time and time again. What's weird about this movie is that his creation of the Penguin, the character who I think gets the most screen time in this movie and the most, um, just the most screen time devoted to him. Mm-hmm. Unlike Burton's other outsider characters, has no redeeming qualities. Like, yeah, the movie, no. the movie just yeah. asks you to hate him at every second. Mm-hmm. It's completely irredeemable, which I think is weird because I remember watching um, behind the scenes stuff with Burton on this, and even before he got this movie, he he had written a little comic book of a character called like Jim the Penguin Boy. What? You know, yeah. And he like, it it was a story about like a mutated kid who was like, looked like a penguin. And he, and he works some of that into this movie. And I'm like, okay, cool. That makes sense. But I I just find it odd that this fully Tim Burton, like other creation is portrayed so unsympathetically. It works for the movie, Mm -hmm. but you would think like Edward Scissorhands and... You know, a, a lot of his other weirdos in his movie, mm-hmm. you care about them. You even care about Beetlejuice. You even kind of care about Beetlejuice because mm-hmm. he's he's fun. Yeah. Um, but the Penguin has no redeeming qualities and you hate him uh, at every turn, pretty much. I mean, do you guys, d- did you feel sympathy at all for Danny DeVito's Penguin? 
There were moments where you, you can tell like the approach was there where like the I'm trying to find my parents narrative was being built up. But then that's all a lie. It's right. And and, and that's the yeah. thing. Like I, I think honestly it's hard for me to say whether I, I truly hated him because I was enamored by how well Danny DeVito did in this. And and yeah, there is no redeeming quality in this character, but he's just so good in it. And it's it's so easy to just picture DeVito the meme now. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And he is turning in such a performance where he's just blowing the roof off of mm-hmm. the off of the stages. It's absolutely ludicrous. And there's just a river of black bile at all times. <laughs> it's it's amazing. How does he die in the movie? Is it yet he drinks toxic waste when he falls in? I forget how he dies. Well he he what he does do is like which I think is hilarious and very Tim Burton like he tries to get one last umbrella. Oh, yeah. And it tur- turns out to be like a toy prop one. Yeah. It's like, oh, I picked a cute one. And then he just falls. And then the animatronic penguins come by and then Ugh. drop him into the... Right. But, but what kills him? The bile that he drinks? Oh, man. Fairy tale logic. I'm asking questions I shouldn't well, be Well, asking. here's the thing. Actually, this brings up a good point. In that Tim Burton sells you so much in this film, in, in the fact that it's Tim Burton and you're kind of enamored in this, that... Most of these storylines, when you break them apart like this, like, well, why did this happen? Are, are ridiculous. Like, it's it's like, hey, we have the Moses story with with Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, Paul fa- Rubens. Paul Rubens. That fantastic. was supposed to be Burgess Meredith, right? Who played the original Penguin? He was gonna. He was cast right as the dad, but then he couldn't do it. I think he was sick, so they got Paul Rubens. But see, like, to go back to like kind of our childhood storylines, there's two things that was really, you know just crazy about besides horror films. We'll get into that later on, which is a whole different story about my mother. A a life-size standee of Freddy Krueger in his room. Yes. And I was seven. Absolutely chilling, Um, but go on. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. Um, But it was the original Batman movie, which I stood in line at the Cinemark to watch Mm -hmm. on, on release day with a Batman shirt. Same. And then turned around and went to like music land and bought the Prince soundtrack on cassette. Ooh, gotta get some bat dance going. Oh, absolutely. It was fantastic. Ain't gonna touch that body. Yeah. And then, (laughs) yeah. Thank deep you cut. for that. That's, deep cut. Yeah, that's deep cut. Yeah. And then secondly, my love of Pee Wee Herman. Mm. Like I genuinely love Pee Wee Herman. Big Top. I mean, all the, like the, at that time has just been the original film. And then his TV show was, that, I think that was the only thing that was on was that Saturday morning cartoon. Nice. Yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse. Yeah. It might've been Big Top Pee Wee. I think Big Top out. had already come out by that point. But I I had I I sent him in. I like that you're just like oh I think Big Top had come out. Yeah. <laughs> just like e- e- everyone just uh, calls Big Top Pee Wee. According yeah. to my research, uh, Big Top was released. Yeah, yeah thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you're trying to get your shoes in the shot. I'm not trying to get my shoes in the shot. I think you're trying to get your shoes in the shot. Okay, so let's talk about this. Jordan Sixes is what Batman was wearing. He was not in wearing this movie. Your, yes, yeah. they were. They were specialized. I believe Tinker Hatfield, who created the Jordan Six design, actually worked with them to get it. Um, fit and perfectly. Tinker Hatfield? Yes. You, that's a fake name. <laughs> that is not a fake name. That is who designed... Someone gave you five seconds to think of a name <laughs> and you just said, mm, Tinker Hatfield. Tinker Hatfield designed the Jordan 3 is what kept Michael Jordan with Nike. There that guy's go. name is John Smith. Tinker Hatfield is just his Twitter handle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that was true, that, that man is a genius. But yes, okay. So that's the shoe thing. Well, yeah, but, but it is cool that yeah. like... Michael Keaton, who like earned twelve million for like chilling out in this movie, amazing, was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I'm not going to wear boots. Give me some sneakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll spray paint you some uh, some Air Jordans. You got mm-hmm. uh, and fantastic. And mm-hmm. um, but either way, so with with Pee Wee Herman, I sent in the aluminum foil. I I was oh all the foil in. ball. Yes, yeah, the foil ball. Yeah, I, I had yeah. a foil ball. I was and, all in. And then he did the rubber band ball. Yeah, yeah. I was all in. So seeing him in the opening scene, just as a kid, I was going insane. I thought that was amazing. Other people cheer whenever Captain America picks up Thor's hammer. Anytime that you see Paul Rubens in a Tim Burton movie, you're just on your chair. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, as a little kid, I was like, this is perfect. It's great. And then, and back to my point though, the creation of the storylines behind Penguin and Catwoman only work because it's Tim Burton. Yeah. It's fairy tale logic. Because it's ridiculous. Fairy tale logic, yeah. Yeah. But it just you can you've already escaped, you've already accepted it as a as a viewer. Like this is Tim Burton's world. And you just let go. Because if not, I'd been like, okay, so he goes down conveniently somewhere, there was penguins. 
Do penguins live in sores they do of major not. metropolitan they, they, I, I, cities? I did Google this in my yeah. research. They oh, do, you not. Did? No? do not. No? Okay. They do not. All right. All, all types of penguins, too. Little ones, small ones. Yep. They all live together in the sore. Yeah. Um, well, uh, to be fair, My favorite is the stadium Christmas. scene. Yeah. Oh, good point. <laughs> that's true. That is a solid point. Yeah. It's, and it's snowing a lot in Gotham, and that's probably why the penguins are in the sewers. They do migrate around, so it's yeah. possible. Everyone knows that... Whenever it starts snowing, penguins appear. Go, go down. <laughs> they just go down they, into the source. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, makes sense. We're yeah. talking about how how unbelievable, but still awesome, these stories of the penguin and Catwoman are in this movie. Mm -hmm. We'll dive into that a little more. But for me, the main villain of this movie, well, obviously it's Dan DeVito's penguin. He gets like the most screen time. But I kind of want to make the case that. The main villain is actually Max Shrek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Played, oh, You don't even need yeah. to make that hey, oh. argument. Yeah. Played by the insane-looking Christopher Walken. I mean, I know DeVito spent like four hours in the chair getting his makeup applied, getting like prosthetics created by Stan Winston, who I think created the alien um, applied. Mm -hmm. But Walken's look in this movie, I'd argue that in the context of the movie... Max Shrek looks even crazier than the penguin because he's a normal human. <laughs> he's not a man. He's not a, a mutated bird man who grew up in the sewer. No. He's just a guy. Loved who, by the Gotham people. A capitalist yeah. guy yeah. who has this shock of Albert Einstein crazy hair who only who wears pinstripe suits that now you can only buy in the Jack Skellington uh, section of Spirit <laughs> of the Spirit Halloween store, yeah. While everyone else just looks like they're they're in suits and normal people, he looks nuts next to everybody, <laughs> and he plays it brilliantly. I remember this was my introduction to Christopher Walken as a kid, mm. and I remember being so excited for this movie and going to the mall and seeing the preview poster of the movie, and it has Batman's face, Penguin's face, and Catwoman's face. Now, as such a movie nerd, I always looked at the credits, like, mm -hmm. who else is involved in this movie? And it had everybody's name in the credits at the bottom of the poster. And it said, and Christopher Walken Ooh. at the end. And Christopher Ooh. Walken's name on the poster was in a rectangle. Oh. They like, hey, guys, fucking Christopher Walken's <laughs> yeah, in this he movie. he to do this thing. Okay? Yeah. He's not on the poster, but he's in the movie. And I was like, why is he in the rectangle? I got to watch out for this guy. Mm -hmm. I was like eight years old, like... This is wild. Who is this? And then when I realized who he was in the movie, I was like, this guy's, this is the guy. Yeah. I'm going to follow this guy's career forever because that's how I thought when I was a child. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I like. We have. I mean, it, Christopher Walken's amazing. Yeah. It, yes. In, in a movie filled with such like lar larger than life performances that are iconic. Yes. Christopher Walken's role here is iconic. Not just the, the, the look, but the way he delivers the lines, just who he is, just. And he's a manipulator of everything in this movie. He's a catalyst for so much mm -hmm. of it. Like, he's what I remember a lot about this movie. Y yes, yes. I'm tr <laughs> I'm trying to think about where Walken was in his career. Yeah. At this at this point in time, for me, he didn't exist until this movie. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's completely disregard uh, everything beforehand. Um, he was in Annie Hall, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Annie Hall. Scene in Annie Hall. I mean, he won his Oscar for Deer Hunter. Mm -hmm. uh, That's right. Uh, a View to a Kill, or for for yeah, it's A View to a Kill. He's a he's the villain in a. Yeah, that's that's the last Roger Moore one. Um, That's right. He was a bomb. Then again, though, villain. as an eight or nine year old, my case, yeah, I didn't know who Christopher Walken was, but I fell in love with Christopher Walken in this movie. I mean, I, I my introduction to Walken must have been Saturday Night Live. True. That's actually a really good point because maybe that that connection was there, just not knowing who he the, was. The Continental. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Walken. So what a weird sketch. What a weird. But worked so well yes. because of Christopher Walken. Like that's the thing. Like it almost seems like you have this. Let's just do Christopher Walken, and he's just so good at being Christopher Walken, which I mean, is weird. I know, the, but it's just you got to use your Walken the the right way, or else he doesn't fit in. Yeah, like this movie is so over the top, and then Walken is just kind of doing his thing, his great thing. Yeah, he is, but and it's, it fits in. You're, really well. it, it never sticks yeah. out. It fits in. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't help but just think about 
Keaton in this movie as well. And he feels so naturalistic in a majority of the movie, which is, it is so thrilling just how much of a schmo <laughs> Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. DeVito's going, ah, and Pfeiffer's going, meow, and Watkins going, wah, and then Michael Keaton's going, mm, Alfred, can you get the ointment, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me scratch this CD like it's a vinyl record somehow. Fairy, oh, I know that's my favorite Fairy tale theme. logic. But um, yeah, you got to hand it to Keaton. Like, 12 million bucks just to coast in this movie. It's great. Oh, Luckily yeah. for us, like, Keaton's coasting is, like, way more entertaining than other people's acting, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love in this movie, all he really has to do is be just dumbstruck in love with Selena Kyle, which we all mm -hmm. are watching mm -hmm. this movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I relate, bro. Um, this version of Bruce Wayne, like, his whole thing so is that good. he's tortured He's brooding, he's damaged, he's lonely, he's love-struck. Unlike the way they set him up for Batman 89, where at the end he's like, he takes on the responsibility of being Gotham's hero. Mm -hmm. It ends with that hero shot of him up on the roof. In this movie, our hero doesn't really do a lot of heroic stuff, no. which I find great. fascinating it's and great. cool. And it's such a character study. Yeah. But like, through the whole movie, he's like, Sad, confused, depressed. Like he has one hero moment, and that's when he scratches the CD yeah. and, like, <laughs> you know, lets everybody know the penguin's a piece of shit. Which, hello, he is. Um, I love how he's the CD Terminator X. Like he just like oh, cuts it in and like yeah. perfectly nails that CD where the repeat is just yeah. right. This is, but man, it, it all speaks to Waters and Burton. Like they're way more interested in portraying Batman as his fractured personality who is lonely because he can't redeem or he can't rectify the 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 two the two tigers inside of him <laughs> <laughs> i can i can understand people's irritation at this movie circa 92 whenever 91 yeah 91 whenever yeah. this can really jeez to think it's, oh gosh, m m making movies is so hard. I cannot believe just the turnaround on that. And, and yeah, 89 to 91, and he did Edward Scissorhands in between those? Yeah, this guy insane. was working. Uh, yeah, absolutely wild. This movie is also just so freaking big, which is uh, doubly wild considering that it's all on sets. Mm -hmm. um, and the sets are so big. What was I saying? Probably something genius and amazing. Um, well, we're talking about Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Keaton's so normal. You know, when he's fighting as Batman, it's it's weird. It's, like, really violent. He, like, murders people. Which well, is no, no. Just hold on. Wild. Let, me, let me clarify something. Oh, which is fine. This is a piece I really, really okay. enjoy here. You love it when Batman kills people. You were saying I love it when Batman kills clowns. Yeah. Because, first of all, clowns are just an evil... Oh, yeah, there are clowns in this movie. Yes, there's a lot of clowns in this movie. Which, there, there's not much continuity and with the 89 And they get Batman. burned. They get shot. They get run over. It's... As a child who fears clowns for right reasons, because clowns are evil, seeing them get murdered on screen made me feel warm inside. Just, <laughs> it just brought peace inside my soul. Yeah, knowing that I mean there are less clowns. Yeah, the in this existence. two cheerworthy moments for you was whenever Paul Rubin showed up, and yes. then whenever clowns started getting That's killed. That's it. I mean, if you can put that in every film, I'm always going to be a fan of film. Like, this is just, oh, you yeah. got Paul Rubens and you killed a clown? So Check you, me. like, Arsenio fist-pumped when that one clown I did the, is yeah. like, hey, man, my thing is fire. Batman's like, you like fire? And <laughs> Let me burns reverse, him. Yeah, reverses the car. It's great. Burns him to burns death. And burns him. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is. And then the other guy's like, I'm a big clown. You can't fuck with me. Well, I can put a bomb in your pants. You sure can. Shove you down the sewer and he explodes. Yeah, and <laughs> oh. and we move on. That's That's how... When you murder a clown, you move on. And Michael Keaton did that perfectly. There was no reaction. There was no expression. It was just move on. Yeah, my job is done. Yeah, yeah. I, but I can, I can, I can understand people's irritation about this movie whenever it came out, uh, and also considering the deluge of superhero movies out now, and everything is so accessible, and we have so many movies about 
uh, the superheroes that we like. We have so uh, many Batman movies where they're specifically about Batman, and this movie is not about Batman uh, at all. But it just, oh gosh, I, give me something that is just this singular over over so many other things. I yeah. I totally agree. And let, let's talk about the Penguin a little more. Let's like, talk about the Penguin. Let's talk about Mr. Penguin here. I really admire what DeVito is doing here. Like he's just going for it. I think it's a mistake to criticize his performance too much. At the time, I was reading the critics. A lot of them compared it to the Joker. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is so different and weird. It's over the top. But like DeVito had an assignment to be like a much more grotesque and contemptible version of Louis De Palma from Taxi, right? <laughs> As the penguin. Yeah. And that's what he did. He did it so perfectly. I do find it like grating and hard to watch after a while, but that was the assignment, right? Yes. So like A plus for him. Yeah. 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 yeah, the constant sounds he was making. Are hard like and repeat watches. You mean like, like when he's eating the raw fish in front of in people, general, or? or just walking? Like he, he <laughs> like there was never a pause of like not making a noise. Which again, yeah. to Devito's point, it just you want me to do this. He, Devito knew the assignment. He completed the assignment. It was perfect, and it is grotesque. And it just like every sound and noise he makes. The bodysuit they have him on. It's yeah, yeah. just disgusting in so many ways. Uh, um, speaking of bodysuits, uh, Pfeiffer. Mm. I mean, uh, definitely my favorite version of uh, a cat woman who puts a live bird in her mouth and then just lets it go uh, in the yeah. shot. Yeah. It is. And that was a real bird. That was a real bird. Yeah. Thrilling. It's thrilling. It's thrilling. It's thrilling. Mm-hmm. It's here's the thing. It's thrilling. <laughs> Quite thrilling. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole section in my notes called uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is a very professional badass it's true. because her Catwoman costume was vacuum sealed. No. Every time. No. Every time. No. 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 She put it on. She only had a short amount of time to do her scenes because she would suffocate or get what? Light, or she, she would, would get, pass out. Not suffocate. Yeah. She'd get lightheaded. Yeah, she'd almost pass she out. She couldn't breathe. Yeah. All right, and she was cool with that apparently. Um, she also admitted that when she was first learning to use the whip, like she actually whips the heads off those mannequins. That's her, not a stunt double. Uh, she accidentally cut her trainer's face while doing it, and you know, but she learned how to use the whip. Yeah. Like in an acrobatic fashion. And yeah, during that one scene, she actually, they had uh, an animatronic bird, but she kept saying it looked fake. So she insisted on a real bird. So she puts a real bird in her mouth and now flies sure away. Mm-hmm. So Pfeiffer's a badass. And yet, yes. uh, Sean Young is the crazy one. Tell the Sean Young story. Uh, are, are you may, Not familiar, yes. Uh, uh, Sean Young, uh, who was supposed to be in Batman 89 as Vicky Vale, but... Uh, had an accident where she fell off of a horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she couldn't do it. And they cast Kim Basinger. She lives in Austin now. Ooh. I should have invited her on yeah, the pod. Yeah, we should have her here. Yeah. Uh, Sean Young, come on the pod. Yeah. Uh, shows up to Warner Brothers mm-hmm. in a homemade Catwoman suit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jumps on the desk and I believe demands to be. Catwoman, mm-hmm. to which kind of gets her blacklisted from Hollywood, yeah, mm-hmm. because of that. Yes, um, that's that's sad. It's uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, how much there's, do many we want, le- there's many levels of sad. How much do we want to make fun of mental illness? Here? <laughs> Not a yeah. lot, yeah. but yeah, that's odd. Yes, that's odd. it's on. And also Michelle Pfeiffer insisted on having a live bird in her mouth yes. <laughs> and also getting vacuum sealed and mm. putting her. Well, I mean, making movies is it's wild. It, it doesn't make mm. sense. None of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Making <laughs> movies. Uh, it's absolutely ludicrous. Why would you ever volunteer to put 50 pounds of rubber on yourself and completely restrict your movement, even though you just went to theater school and you were like, right, what's the motivations? Well, your motivation is that you're a bad man. Yes. Uh, uh, crime is bad. Uh, fight crime. Uh, crime is bad. They killed your parents, man. Now you're a Batman. Yeah. 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 I think you could answer uh, 
why people would do such a thing. Are you an actor here and there? I am an actor. Would you put on uh, the bat suit and be Batman? In a movie. In a movie. Oh, boy. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> of course. But the bat suits, you can move your neck now. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for The cowl isn't as restrictive. Yeah. For the yeah. people that are listening to this, I'm moving my neck. He's moving the neck. Left right. <laughs> moving the neck. So, yeah, Shrek is my favorite villain in this movie. Donkey. Shrek. Donkey. <laughs> Max Shrek. Uh, but Cat. Uh, sorry. I, if if it's walking playing Shrek. Donkey. <laughs> Donkey. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, All right. Well, you tried though. Yeah, I yeah, tried. You tried. My favorite. I'm line, not even going to try. My favorite. No, go ahead, try. I, I, I no, can't. come on. I can't, I come can't on. do lock. Try it. There you go. My, my favorite line that Shrek has in this movie. Um, donkey. Uh, besides donkey. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's talking to Bruce Wayne, and he's like, "Oh, we're." He's talking about how he all he wants to do is amass power, right? And he's like, "I got to amass power. If there's a point to my life, no. If there's a meaning to my life." That's the meaning. <laughs> it's just an odd, wonderful line. And I believe Michael Keaton's response to that was literally this, what I just did right now. <laughs> yeah. just like, he did nothing. I'm, I'm paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably furrowed his eyebrows. Yeah. That's. Yes. Yeah. So, But yeah, Shrek is my favorite villain, Catwoman. But Catwoman is like more than a villain, right? I yeah, think, there's, there's more depth to that. Yeah, yeah. I think she's my favorite character. In this movie, um, if <laughs> there could have been a version where Catwoman was the hero getting revenge mm -hmm. on Max Shrek, uh, well, now I'm just thinking about the Halle Berry Cat Catwoman. Speaking no, of no, weird quotes, that is a weird quote that I don't think I, we'll ever cover. No, we will this not. Movie. No, I don't. I don't want to. What? I mean, on this podcast, I've only I I have the DVD on my shelf. The Catwoman DVD? The, the Catwoman mm -hmm. DVD. Have you opened it? I have opened it. I put it in uh, because someone just said, hey, do you want this DVD? And I, if anyone gives me, if anyone says, do you want physical media? I'm just like, yes, please. I want to put this on my shelf. Whether I watch it, that might be, <laughs> that might be another thing. But I remember watching the first 30 minutes of it and it was so exhausting. Mm -hmm. It is just, I, it is so frenetically paced uh, but I should watch it again because I bet I would be like, mm, at least it's being weird. Uh, at least it's doing something. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Maybe that something is not, you know, good, but yeah. it's making decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Bad decisions, but it's making decisions. Well, at, at this point, like, because there are so many superhero movies, I, I at at this point I might be more welcoming to something that is making a whole bunch of catastrophically bad decisions yeah. as opposed to something which is just like uh, plain mm. yogurt, where you're yeah. eating. It's a the movie version of just eating plain yogurt, where you're like, "This is yogurt," mm. and you can eat three hours of it. Yes, three. Oh gosh, I love I love nothing more on a Sunday afternoon than just three hours just eating plain yogurt. Ooh. <laughs> Give it to me. Out in out in the summer heat. Oh god, there's um, nothing, better. nothing better. <laughs> nothing better than eating plain flavorless yogurt in mm. 110 degree heat. The glass I, of milk. I, <laughs> that's a really good point. I mean, at least that fucked up bad Catwoman movie had like a a visual perspective it was going for, even though it's like tiresome. It's after exhausting. A while. And yeah. Exhausting, yeah. But the reason I think we'll never cover a movie like that on this podcast, maybe we will, is because I don't want to just like shit on a movie right. for like an hour you know yeah. i want to talk about like a movie that that's why we're not doing batman and robin right batman and robin is good <laughs> i can say <laughs> batman and robin good i can say uma thurman is doing some uma awesome shit in that, in that movie i will give so you much. i will give it that. she knows what movie she's in she's having a good time mm -hmm. that movie is fun that's that a movie fun was movie. just uma thurman it would be fantastic <laughs> sure. that sure. movie was prob probably bad in 1997 but now i think it's good. It's a good time. It's good now. Yeah. Now I watched it recently. It's better than forever. I watched it recently. It's yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny. It's hilarious. Let yourself um, have a good time. It's it's, it's yeah. fine. If you're drunk, it's a really good movie. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'll say. And if you're not drunk, it makes you drunk. It's yes. A, it, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. These you movies are it. about a dude who dresses up as a bat. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> it's a Batman. It's crazy. It's 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 wild. There's yeah. so many takes where they're like, what a Batman. Tortured. Mm -hmm. it, 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 he dresses up. He's 
What if Batman has a Batman credit card? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. But the other person who dresses up not in rubber in latex, leather, Catwoman in is this Michael movie, Goff as Alfred. Oh man, Michael Goff, his whole role in this movie is just to drop shade on everybody. Oh yeah, he's every scene he's saucy. I love every him. scene is yeah. just so saucy. Critical of what he's watching on TV, so, like it's just so good. When he reads in the newspaper, it's like this shit is for the mindless masses. Yeah, and, I know. <laughs> and the penguin is like, oh wow, that's he's a real piece of shit, isn't he? Like yeah. <laughs> that's all he does, and it's fantastic. And he's like. Fishy swaw supposed to be cold, bro. You're rich. You should know this. Yeah. Like my favorite is where they're like, "Hey, you, are, you know, you're gonna go to the ball tonight," mm -hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna go." And he like literally tears, tears the invitation, the and then he's just like, "Oh, but um, what's your name may be there," and he's just like, and he just walks off scene. You're like, "That's beautiful." Like, I was out, like, yeah. "Standing, so good." Michael Go, so good. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, I love. Michelle Pfeiffer scenes with Bruce Wayne in this movie. Selena Kyle and Bruce, yes. scene, Bruce Wayne scenes. The movie is so interested in comparing and contrasting their trauma and their duality. Like those are some of the best scenes in the movie. Pfeiffer is great in them. You feel that magnetism and you feel like, oh, they're so right for each other, mm -hmm. but they're also so wrong for each other. And um, it's kind of this magnet thing where they're pulled together and then they're repelled because they're just, they are bad for each other because at the end she can't, she refuses the call to, to just stop her revenge plot against Max Shrek. This revenge plot that like fueled her and like has brought her back to life right? right and has like defined her whole even as her sanity is eroding in this movie that's kind of what's driving her and keeping her alive her revenge arc against max shrek and everyone else who gets in her way so she's like this is my fire this is what keeps me alive but if i put this flame out and just become batman's girlfriend or bruce wayne's girlfriend then i'm just letting another man tame me so i'm not going to yeah. do that so it's a tragic ending for her and a tragic ending for Batman that is just poetry in this movie. Mm -hmm. It yeah. works so well. Like if they would have like made it to where they team up and they both f fight and beat up this little old penguin man <laughs> and, you know, a 50 year old uh, Christopher Walken. And then that's the end and our heroes win. This would not work at all. There's, there's a lot of favorite scenes in this movie that I have, but the two that stand out the most to me are... The dance scene with Michael Keaton and, and Michelle Pfeiffer. And mm. that Susie and the Banshees song. Oh, perfect. That was uh, composed for this movie. Beautiful mm -hmm. song. Yeah, perfect. And just, I, I know we keep saying Michael Keaton doesn't do much in this, and it's it's beautiful that he doesn't. But it just works. Good. Yeah. But in those scenes together, yeah. you see that honest chemistry and just outstanding acting. Like, it's just, it's such a beautifully shot scene. Keaton even. has this wild, innate charisma where even if he is just showing up, there's something so yeah, interesting about him while I'm thinking about it. The shot where Keaton goes into the Iron Maiden so he can go down into the Batcave and then just thinking about Keaton on the day, sliding down a slide, then continuing walking and then pulling out a thing so of glass, uh, just pulling out glasses. Also, uh, more Batman should wear glasses. More Batman should Absolutely. wear glasses and be sound sound like dorks. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Makes, makes him more relatable, I yeah. would say. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I wanted to say about you, Mike. You're feeling very Batman-esque. Yeah. I forgot today. mine today. I, I'm not relatable at all. You know, so. it, finally someone said it. <laughs> finally someone was brave enough yeah. to say it. Um, yeah. That scene where, that shot where... Um, fucking Commissioner Gordon sees one clown run by with a Tommy gun. It's like, fuck this, call Batman. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm not doing any police work tonight. And then they shoot the bat signal, bat signal out and it somehow relays to Bruce Wayne's study mm -hmm. and then he stands up and starts. He's like uh, activated. Yeah. Iconic. So glad so that, good. that the internet did not exist the way that it does oh, yeah. now because mm -hmm. that shot would get eviscerated now. Of course. Yeah. And it looks so freaking cool 
Yeah. Because I like it whenever there are bat symbols and they are big mm-hmm. behind someone and someone else is just looking. Yeah. Also, what is Keaton just going? Now Bruce he would have just got a text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's just Commissioner Gordon just going, like, Paw Patrolled. He would have just yeah. been getting the thing and he'd be like, yeah. okay, now I got to go save someone. Like, yeah. It's just a bat symbol yeah. emoji. On his, <laughs> that's it. He on just, like, his roll. sponsored phone. He just likes it. All right, I'm on my way. Let's go. He gives it the thumbs up. Let's go. Yeah. Um, we can talk about this movie more, but let's let's go ahead and run into the the breakdown. Okay. Um, okay, you got to pick a scene. I have three. Hard to do this. Mm-hmm. What's the weirdest scene in this movie? Number one. Here are your options. The penguin gropes women and bites a man's nose off in his Merrill race reveal. Pretty weird. Uh, pretty weird. Um, Batman straight up murders a bodybuilder clown by shoving a bomb down his pants. Pretty weird. Yeah. Catman and Penguin threaten each other's pets where she tries to eat the, the, the bird, bird and he eat. tries to murder the cat. I'm sure there are like a million yeah, weird. There's many more. <laughs> Feel free but yeah. to nominate something else. But from those three, or do you guys think there's a, a weirder scene in this movie? It's... uh. It's it's wild that I can imagine this movie coming out in the early 90s. I know, weird. Um, but this movie coming out in the early 90s and people looking at the political subplot and be, being like, this is a little over the top. And now I'm like, yeah, no, they they kind of got it right. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. seems that. that <laughs> yeah. I, I, can, I can imagine uh, – a certain uh, former president doing something that is not necessarily biting a nose off, but something that is equally just as absurd and people mm-hmm. being like, however, I could well picture him going down the escalator eating raw fish. I'm just yeah. going to, uh, he might do that. The penguin is, it's very, yeah, it's very the, possible. The penguin is mean. He's gross. He's violent. He's a liar. He's fucking groping women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like the ultimate bitch ass incel and you hate him for it. He's gross. He's stupid. And he could lead a like political party right now. He's a oh, yeah, weird. The, the most uh, <laughs> the 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 part my uh, growing more and more cynical brain. Uh, whenever the, they play the real audio of the penguin, and I'm just they're yeah, going. Like, mm. They no, the crowd would not do anything. Yeah, I know. They would yeah. just they they would be like, "How dare you mm-hmm. take his words out of context?" <laughs> Fake. Fucking news. Yes, yes yeah. exactly. But he he's like the ultimate bitch ass incel and you hate him for it. He's a weird bitch who like contributes nothing to society but grossness and political misinformation. And then he tries to like put children in cages when he doesn't get his way and murder <laughs> yeah. them. This movie parents is, are at a party. <laughs> like it's just like let's, let's go get your first yeah, born. This movie man. is super relevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about nuclear power yeah. and yeah. yeah. Okay. Pollution. Weirdest scene. Fuck it. Yeah. When when Batman reveals the uh, uh, what the Penguin has to say about Gotham and he just starts to kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that's the weirdest scene. Yeah. Uh, weirdest performance. Walking as Max Shrek. Donkey. DeVito as the Penguin. Or... Who's going to be my third? Vincent Chiavelli, the dude from Ghost from the yes. as the organ grinder. Because <laughs> he's just mean in this movie. I know he is. Um, it's got to be DeVito, right? It has to be. Only because of how he sold this. And again, I, I'm not going to minimize the amount of sounds this man makes. Like it, there's not, a, there's no sense of like silence or pause. When you got a mic there, make, make the sounds. <clears throat> There you go. It's just, it's just, it's like his stomach is growling, but it's coming literally externally through his mouth. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful acting. Beautiful. I'm sorry. Like it's, but to me, it's, it's that. Cause it's, it's hard to watch. Like it's. It had to have been so much fun. What there, there is yeah. no top. Yeah. You get to do the most. It must've been so much fun to just mm-hmm. be that unrestrained. Yeah. I agree. Apparently, you know, there's a monkey, an actual monkey in monkey. this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently the monkey could not act with DeVito in the scenes because he was afraid of him in the makeup. Makes sense. And the monkey oh, yeah. would just constantly attack his genitals. <laughs> <laughs> that should have just been the scene. That should have been in the movie. That should have been the scene. And then the like movie. DeVito picks up some animatronic monkey and eats his head off. <laughs> it would have worked. 
There might be an extra of that. You never know. They might have shot it. Yeah. All right. Weirdest performance. DeVito. Well, uh, before we move on, we got to talk about uh, Max Shrek's son, who I think. Chip. Chip, who is doing a walk-in impression. In front of walk-in. Save, save yourself, Dot. In front of walk-in. It's <laughs> good for him. Incredible. Is that what he was doing? It yeah. certainly sounds like it. definitely. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I was like, he's just, is he just trying to sound like a clueless rich guy? Is it that could what also it be yeah. that, yeah. but it, it, it feels like a... Yeah. I, I gave him credit. Like when you do walk-in in front of walk-in's face, mm-hmm. pause. Like yeah. that is... Dad, save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very much doing walk in front of walk Yeah. That guy, that takes balls. Yes, it does. Yeah. Good point. Do you that think that great scene? Okay. Well, second weirdest performance is a chip no chip shrek. Second yeah. weirdest. Yeah, yeah, chip. Whoever chip. that guy is. Nice job, chick. Chip. Weirdest quote. There's lots of them. Oh. I I pick three randomly. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The penguin. Thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all Gotham's children. First, second, third, and fourth born. Why be biased? Male and female. Hell, the sexes are equal with their erogenous zones blown sky high. Love it. He's talking about children's privates. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you do. <laughs> In the Tim Burton movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, Batman doing some karate, knocks Catwoman down. Eat floor. Yeah. <laughs> High fiber. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did Schumacher write that line? That, that felt like a Schumacher. Did he retroactively yeah. come in? And that, that's a weird one. Uh, and of course, Penguin, I was a number one son, but they treated me like number two. A classic Daniel Waters line where it starts out poetic and eloquent and just ends like it's a line from Beavis and Butthead. It's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to say it's the fiber line. The fiber line. The fiber it's, it's line. It's a weird line. It just it. It stands so out. Good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Was uh, there an obsession with high fiber foods in the early nineties? Uh, Wheaties, I there, guess. I don't there's know. There's the SNL sketch of Colin Blow. There's Colin Blow. Yeah. Just to be the guy that comes on your podcast and brings up uh, SNL Blow. sketches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's Colin Blow at that. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Gray sketch. Uh, sketch that's probably the highest in fiber. Uh, I would also like to asterisk an honorable mention where they're the penguin has just done something and then they're pulling out and they're having people give exposition about how penguin and his points of view. They're reading the newspaper and at some point someone reads from the newspaper a quote that Oswald Cobblepot gives of going, I'm feeling so good I feel five feet tall. (laughs) (sighs) That's a good one. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Good honorable mention. Mm -hmm. Weird. The fiber line. Yeah. Let's just yeah yeah. uh, Wonderful. All right. Um, Most egregious franchise fuck up. My my only like does this not make sense within the franchise? I don't know. My only entry here was like Batman like kills everybody. <laughs> I enjoyed not that, really so a fuck hard. up. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Right? I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's mostly clowns. Quit calling them people. I'm sorry. It's mostly clowns that he's killing. Circus folk ain't people. Well, not clowns. No, not no. clowns. If there's a clown here right now. I I I would hurt that being. <laughs> Just saying, hate him. Does this movie strengthen or weaken the franchise overall? I want to say strengthen because it's so original and it's pretty disconnected from all the other movies, which might be a negative, but it's a it's a net positive because it's just so influential in a way that I I think whenever we the rare times that we do get a comic book or superhero movie that does have an an auteur stamp on it. They got to be in the room with the studio before they make the movie and they got to bring up Batman Returns right. and say, look what happened to this movie. It made a lot of money. Sure, a lot of people didn't necessarily embrace it at the time, but throughout the decades, it's transcended being a cult classic and people love this movie. So let me make a weird superhero movie, right? It's a good thing, right? So I'm going to go net negative. Oh. Only because after this, we got Joel Schumacher's version of Batman. Telling you, Schumacher's Batman, it it gets it gets poo pooed on too much. It does. No, it's let's be realistic here. It's it. 
both films are bad. Great. Sure. They are, are fun, <laughs> and I enjoy them. I I would probably rather watch Forever and Batman and Robin over the Burton movies just because of how bright and colorful and silly they are. I, I, I have to be are. drunk to enjoy. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Schumacher films. It's a good time. I mean, Schumacher yeah. films in general. Yeah, like, just you're just general, like, all of them. I, can't, no, but... I cannot watch A Time to Kill unless I'm two bourbons in. <laughs> no, it's just... I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I should enjoy, I don't know, balloons more in life. I have no idea. I just, <laughs> I, just I just can't. I can't. I, 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 I've, I recently watched Batman and Robin with a group of friends. Great movie. And it's, I mean. Hey, I have one thing to say to you. Mm-hmm. Chill out. <laughs> just chill I mean, out. Okay, I'll, I'll just, you know what? Net positive from your perspective, I agree. Net negative just because of what I feel mm. is... It, it, it did suck that after this movie, like, they actually brought Burton back. Warner Brothers was like, they had a meeting with him. It's like, okay, what's your ideas for the third one? And he and he was like, I don't know. I'm not so interested in Batman anymore. They're like, you're not, right? You should do your own thing, right? And then literally Burton says that in that meeting, when he was supposed to pitch Batman three ideas, mm-hmm. he felt that the executives were trying to sway him away from the project because he had a contract to do the third one. And then he literally stood up and said, you don't want me to do this movie, do you? And they were too scared to say, no, we don't. And he's like, fine, I won't do it. I'll just produce it. And they brought on Schumacher. He did produce Batman Forever, but he's on record as hating that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Tim Burton made Dumbo, so. I will never go near that movie. I've that never movie seen it. fucked up. <laughs> I've never seen it. Was it good? Did anyone see Dumbo? I, I, does that movie exist? I don't. Not in my world. What's, what's your What's your favorite uh, Burton movie? Are you a fan of Burton besides Batman Returns? I'm not not a fan of. It's a complicated Burton. question these days. Yeah. No. Uh, what is my favorite Burton though? I remember weeping openly at the end of Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a fabulous Beautiful film movie. Uh, Edward Scissorhands is so gosh darn good. I can't, I can't believe that that movie exists. I can't believe that Tim Burton's career exists as well. He was able to synthesize the, such a pseudo John Waters yeah. aesthetic, yeah. but like so much more <laughs> palatable, um, and, and synthesizing it with anti eighties rage and it's just he couldn't exist at any other time i i love edward scissorhands Mm -hmm. my favorite has to be beetlejuice it's just so kinetic and weird and i remember when i saw it as a kid i was like i've never seen i mean i've only been on this earth a few years but i've never seen anything like this and i don't think i ever will again it's wild. Yeah. It's it, that movie should not work. No. It shouldn't. No, work. it should be a fucking gross mess. Yes, yeah. and it it's. I mean, that's Tim Burton's first. Yeah, ten years or so. A whole bunch of movies that should not work. Yeah. He helps codify what the heck the superhero movie is. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, the like the Tim Burton Batman movie, the first Batman movie is just figuring out why. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Right. That's, that's that's the whole the film. arc. Yeah, that's wild. And then this movie is even more buck wild. Edward Scissorhands is absolutely ludicrous. Pee Wee's Big Adventure does not make sense. Mm-hmm. It enjoy. shouldn't work, and it is it, a it works so beautifully. Fabulous though. movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't really have a out and out misfire until Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. It. What an incredibly strong run of oh, yeah. movies. Friggin' I I need to watch Ed Wood. Tisk Tisk. I bet that oh, it, it's fantastic. That's, that's actually get, it my, should not work also. Yeah. But it works as a comedy. It works as a character well, study. It works yeah. as a drama. You get That's actually my favorite Tim Burton. Oh, so good. I I love Ed Wood. So good. It's such a yeah. great, great performance from Johnny Depp, honestly. And mm-hmm. it's just so Again, to your point, it's it's crazy that it works so well. It just it does. It's so well 
performed well so well at everything about it. I love Ed Wood. I mean, um, the fact that we got so many great Burton movies after this, I'm kind of glad mm-hmm. he didn't go back to Batman and no, waste another decade doing Batman movies. And also we got the great Schumacher movies, which have their value. Perfect. 10 out of 10. No notes. <laughs> which have their value. All oh, right. no. It's boiling acid. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, all right. They Anything else we we'll want to say about Batman Returns? So they're bringing Keaton back. That's right. We don't heard that. Yeah. That. Uh, as this in-universe as, Batman. Mm-hmm. As yeah. this Batman. In the Batgirl movie and in the Flash movie, if that ever gets released, because right. <laughs> Ezra Miller is a psychopath. Uh, it'll be the first uh, $300 million movie that will just sit in a vault somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, Selena Kyle's alive at the end of this movie. Yeah. True. A decision made by the studio. Um, Burton was like, no, she's dead. But they brought her back. They used a stand-in to film that shot of her at the end, the final shot we see where it's yeah. revealed Selena Kyle um, is alive in a new cat suit, mm-hmm. fairy tale logic. And she did have one life left. She did After have she sacrificed herself to get revenge on Shrek. Yeah. Don't care. Damn you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's an iconic shot as well when, yeah. when Selena Kyle as Catwoman looks up at the bat signal. Do you guys think there's a chance she'll be back too in these new DC movies? I would not Keaton? be surprised if one post-credit sting is Keaton yeah. hanging out and then Pfeiffer pops up in some sort of cat suit. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm think here she, for it. Yeah, I don't know if she'll actually show up as cat. I think we're all going to like recognize her. It's going to be like a cameo perspective from maybe she'll be Selena Kyle in this, like working with Bruce Wayne or something. Right. I would yeah. be all about old man Bruce Wayne and getting Pfeiffer mm. back into hopefully a less restraining cat suit, but <laughs> just letting her be able to go ham. Yeah. yeah. Um, to bring hell here. Yeah. Who's directing the next one? It's not Schumacher, right? I'm just double checking. Oh, well, it's uh, Matt Reeves again. Is it well, Matt? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's not going to be a Batman movie. It's a Bat, Batgirl movie. Well, yeah. And it's the writer of Birds of Prey, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And okay. I don't remember who the director is. And then he's going to be in the Flash movie. Okay. Um, which, if, if that ever gets w- It yeah. does not exist. It only exists as uh, trailers. Right. That's it. It's yeah. going to be the first $300 million trailer. Just trailers. <laughs> Just trailer over yeah. and over. Yeah. yeah. But that'll be cool. I'm I'm excited to see Keaton as Batman oh, yeah. again, as mm-hmm. old man Batman. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see Birdman? Did you like that? I saw it. Yeah. yeah. I did not like it. Yeah. Okay. I think it is insufferable. Yeah. Keaton rules. <laughs> Fucking Keaton rules. Yeah. I think a better representation of Keaton as like a fucked up you know, um, kind of superhero character is what he did in the Spider-Man movie with as a vulture. I'm so glad so, he's... So good. So mm-hmm. good. I'm so glad he's back in the mix in these, like, spectacle movies. Yeah. I'm all here for it. Yeah. He's, That's He's the, so good in Morbius. Just... Oh, my God. You love Keaton as Vulture and Morbius. <laughs> sh- just showing up. You know, up. I thought it was Morbin time. And uh, while I'm watching Morbius, and then Keaton shows up, I'm like, it's vulture time, baby. Ooh. There you go. Vulture time. Damn, that got me excited right now, the way you said that. (laughs) Caw-caw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Batman Returns fucking rips. Do you think if they make another another Keaton as Batman, that's the star? They should call it Batman Returns. 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 Because Mm. Pfeiffer will be back as Selena Kyle. Right. So they should call it Batman Returns Returns. What a movie within a movie title, by the way. Batman Returns. Comma returns. Yeah. Or <laughs> it's, what, it's like, where did he? No he, punctuation. He never went anywhere. It was literally two years ago. He just like. <laughs> returns to theaters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but that's it, what it should have been called. Yeah. yeah. Like just. Yeah. yeah. Batman yeah. is back in the theater. Pay us money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they should have called it. Yeah. Also buy the Happy Meals that scares children. Mm-hmm. The Penguin was so grotesque that the toy, the toy line for this movie. The penguin didn't look like Danny DeVito's penguin. It looked like the old comic book penguin because yeah. the toy company thought it was too scary to make a toy that looked like the old the Danny DeVito penguin. So, and I, I've seen a Hot Wheel recently that of, makes sense. of Batman Returns. Cool. And it's just the duck. Oh, like the like the little duck that just like he wrote in. The duck is fantastic when he <laughs> when he kidnaps walking in the duck. In the duck, like, like so threatening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
Batman Returns rips. Kenny, thank you so much for being on the pod. I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. I love watching yeah. them. One. And I love making them. Um, thank you so much for having me on to talk Batman Returns. Uh, please, so, please have me back. We will have you back. Tell us about LassoCast and everything else you're doing and how we can find you. Uh, So I host a podcast called LassoCast, as Mike said, where we cover the episodes of Ted Lasso and we talk with fabulous film critics uh, like Mo Riley, we were talking about, Drew McQueenie, Devendra Hardawar, and then we also talk with cast members and crew members from the show Ted Lasso. We go deep, go Pretty darn nerdy. You can find us at lassocast.com or available wherever you get your podcasts. And yes. yeah, if you if you watch Ted Lasso, that is your podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love Ted Lasso. So. Yeah. Listen to Kenny's pod. Listen to my pod. I do. Manny, where can Thank we you. find you on, on Twitter? Is that where we find you? Pretty much just on Twitter, mben0308. And feel free to drop a line. I do respond. So Shoe picks. Shoe picks. Shoe picks on Twitter? I, I'll put some on there. You put some on there? All yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Give the fans what they want. And that is Batman, shoe picks. Batman-y. Is that, is that something? Ooh. Uh, it will be once he heads a hold of the Saturday in here. Yeah. <laughs> Batman and Robin? <laughs> that may be Robin. That's fine. Yeah. Robin was supposed to be in this movie. Yeah. They cast Marlon Wayans. Wayans, yeah. Still gets residual checks. Good. Mm-hmm. Good for Good, good for, for Marlon. Good for him, yeah. yeah. Burton thought the script was overstuffed, so he cut him out. So too bad. I love how that was overstuffed, but Danny DeVito in front of hundreds of penguins, animatronic, and little people. We haven't uh, even talked about uh, Billy D. Williams not in this movie. Billy uh, D. Williams was yeah. supposed to reprise Harvey tisk, Dent in tisk, this tisk. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a mess. That yeah. that would have been super cool, but we got Max Shrek instead. So I don't know, one or the other, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take a walk in. Ogres are like onions. Do the do the line do the uh the line I tried to say and screwed up so bad. If my life has a meaning, that's the meaning. If my life has meaning, that's the meaning. Cheers, applause. Thank you, Kenny Madison. You can find us at weirdquill.com. If you want to sub to the pod, sub to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media, just go to weirdquill.com. Find me on Twitter at Mike Moody Garcia. This has been Weird Cool. We'll be back with our next, our final entry in our superhero summer series, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Oh, I'm gosh. excited. Love Iron Man 3. You yes. kidding me, guy? There we go. Love it. All right. Stay tuned.